the Super Bowl is set. We've got a Super Bowl guest right here, as we do each and every week. It's Cooper Mays, offensive lineman, University of Tennessee, and it's brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. We'll talk about getting the semester underway, and also his thoughts on the conference championship games. Is uh, th- there are certainly some Tennessee ties there as well, and I want to uh, get right into those. Uh, first, Cooper, how's the spring semester going for you, getting kind of settled back in and um, uh, fantastic season, but now a new one has practically begun? Yeah, definitely uh, just trying to get trying to get settled in, man. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on right now, it feels like. First week of classes and everything, it usually gets – you feel really overwhelmed, but hopefully I can find a groove here. In a little bit, and I can I can knock some stuff out. Feel like I'm a little bit productive. I know that some guys that like to load up in the spring, so they've got more time to focus on football in the fall. Do, do you typically do that? Is that the plan? For sure, but most of us do, especially if you're trying to graduate. So I'm I'm in the the tail end of mine. It's getting harder before it gets to the easiest at the end. So trying to knock it all out before I get to the season. Maybe a couple classes in the summer, and then, you know, we'll be off to the races. So when do you think you'll graduate? Hopefully uh, in, in December. So, so that'll be – so got to get my degree. Good deal. Congratulations. I think that sometimes gets lost in the shuffle of all this NIL talk and that sort of thing, and uh, congratulations to you. I know that was uh, – uh, something I was proud of because there were times that it didn't look so uh, <laughs> it didn't look like it might happen. So I was glad to get it done. Doesn't look too promising though. <laughs> promising, yes. Yeah, I've never I've 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 been there a couple times for sure. <laughs> I remember begging. A, I think there was a Spanish teacher that was begged at one point. But uh, anyway, let me uh, let me ask you this, Coop. So it was a conference championship Sunday um, before we talked and. Uh, obviously that uh, you've been in high pressure games, you've been in elimination games in high school. What are, what are those games like towards the end? You're such an even kill guy. Are you able to keep that sort of feel or do you feel a little bit of the pressure of losing go home? I I think there, there's extra pressure, whether, whether you feel it or not is, is probably more up to the person, but um, I, I, I feel probably a little bit of the pressure, but definitely there's, you know, a difference between, you know, high stakes games and just like the mediocre, maybe, maybe not for me, but, you know, there's a general feeling in the air when you're, when you're playing those games and there's, there's a heightened sense of, you know, everything going on around you. You guys have had some success in some of those high stake games. I mean, not elimination games, but high stake games in the middle of the season because college football, the, the regular season is almost a lack of playoff in some sense. Um, and now that you go into this season, the third under Josh Heupel, how much more comfortable are you in those pressure games like the Alabamas of the world? Well, we we play in a conference that, you know, seems like every week's a high-state game because, I mean, if you were, were a part of a conference, if you lose one game, you're out of it basically. So um, every, every game for us is a high-stakes game, especially with where we kind of put our – our program into a spot where it's, you know, in the top 10 and everything. So every game's every game's a high stakes game, but, you know, just being able to calm yourself down. I mean, I've, I've played points. So, you know, just the more you do anything, the more comfortable you get with it. And I've, I've kind of gotten to that point. 
I'll tell you the same thing I've told Jacob before. If, if you wanted to get into broadcasting and work for ESPN, you could do that. You're a smart guy. You can, you can break stuff down. So let's have some fun with that and talk about some former balls that are going to be in the Super Bowl. And it's brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com. Integrity matters. They'll take care of your HVAC unit. And they're not going to overcharge you or say, oh, just put a new one in that costs thousands of dollars when they can fix it for a few hundred. So that's a way different uh, approach than a lot of people have. City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com, integrity matters. So you you talked uh, several times about your relationship with uh, Trey Smith. So while a lot of us are just watching the ball and we're seeing where the ball goes, how much do you focus on the line play and in particular when you know somebody that's on the field and, and, and playing that you're really, really tight with? Uh, usually when I watch, I watch the NFL, I watch, you know, I don't watch it usually for just like to watch the, there's, it's either a big game or, or, you know, some of the, the guys that I know, like you said. So when I'm, when I'm watching the chiefs, mainly, you know, what, Probably the first like sixty percent of the play, I'll, I'll watch you know Trey, and then usually by the by the last half of the play when something big's going off to that because Trey will go out of the screen. But you know when I'm watching games like yesterday, most of the time I'm watching Trey on you know his game, and then the game before with the Eagles, a lot of it I was watching um, Jason Kelsey, so the center for the Eagles. He's he's really good. He's, he's a stud. So. That's that's probably more what I watch is line play, like you said. Well, let's let's start with Trey. Um, so, for those that don't know, you guys have a really tight relationship, and some haven't seen that episode of our series of podcasts. And uh, why why are you so close? How did that relationship start to build? Oh, let's see. That's a that's a good question. I think the first time. The first time, um, you know, me and him kind of crossed paths is when Cade was getting recruited. Cade may have been committed at this point. I think he was. And um, I got offered my, like, the second week of my freshman year, maybe. So it was really young. And um, Trey reached out after I got my offer and kind of um, – he kind of just told me, you know, whatever he could do, anything, you know, congrats on the offer and whatever he could do, anything for me that, you know, just to hit him up and he would take care of me. So – just kind of that kind of planted the seed of the relationship. And then Trey's just a, uh, you know, I kept up with him, you know, when all throughout when Cade was getting recruited, when I was getting recruited. So I've, I've been friends with him for, for a lot of years now. And he's, he's just a great guy. So, I mean, there's no, there's, there's no reason rhyme or reason, but you know, he's, he's just a great guy. And they kind of, I like being around good people. How would you describe his, his talent, he, he looks to me just to be a, a very uh, a powerful, strong offensive lineman. How would you describe his talent? I would say he's elite. You know, there's there's not a lot of people, but you know, God put breath into be that big and still move the way he does. And then you know, he's you know he's a he's a he's a brute. You know, so he he's he's a guy that can you know uproot some some big men in the defensive and the defensive line in the NFL. So I mean a, anybody that can go one on one with with three hundred thirty pound, you know, defensive tackles and oh, they they got a spot in the league. So 
I don't, you know, barring injury, I don't, I don't see Trey going anywhere anytime soon. I think he's going to get, you know, paid really nicely and, and have a great career. Now it looks like that. And his entire career was very much in question because of the blood clots at the time. I mean, as an athlete, how scary must that have been? Cause it's one thing to turn an ankle. You've done that. You, it's one thing to have crooked fingers. You've got those, but it's another thing when, when the doctor says it's something like blood clots that could end your career and could threaten your life. That's, that's pretty scary for a young man of your all's age. Definitely really scary. Like you said, it's not like turning your ankle or anything. You can't, you can't put some ice on it and it feel better. So any, anytime something like that comes into question, it's, it's never good, you know, for anybody. I mean, there's a lot of people take their health for granted and, and, you know, probably rightfully so. You don't really know what you have to, um, you know, any time in life when your health comes into question, I'm sure it's a really scary thing, but especially for people like us that, you know, make your, your living off of being healthy. So, um, yeah, just really scary. Any Anything that's not in your control, you know, really gets you scared, I, I would say. So I'm, I'm sure he was made a promise to his mom that, that he was going to go to the NFL. So there, I don't think there was really anything that was going to stop him. Yeah, as a parent, that promise might have scared me. I might have been like, no, 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 no. Let's just take care of yourself. I don't care what you do. Just just be around. But and, and I remember at the time, I thought to myself, should he really be playing out of compassion for him? And I'm glad it worked out. I, did he ever talk to you about that, about whether or not he, he might not play again? Or was it just always full bore steam ahead? I'm, I, I've never really said down and talk to him about that specific kind of but you know I'm sure based off of how I know Trey is and and you know how he's talked about it to other people it, it didn't seem like there was ever a doubt in Trey's mind like like he's like I said you know he made a promise to his mom and I don't think I don't really think Trey had anything in his mind that would you know stop him short so as, as long as he was walking on two feet I think he was going to make it for sure you said you watched Jason Kelsey a lot at center on, on the other side and in the other game and uh, playing for the Eagles, playing center. What do you what do you think of him? What are some of the aspects of his game? And then he, he's he's got a brother he's going to play. So I want to get into that, given that you've got a brother that plays ball still. Uh, Kelsey, Kelsey's super elite, you know, with his athleticism. He's he's an undersized guy, you know, a guy that wasn't as big coming out. And people probably had a lot of questions about his size, but there's there's not a lot of he does. He he runs about a four eight forty, you know, super athletic, you know, just smart player, you can tell, good leader and everything. So he's got kind of every everything that he needed to make up for his size. I think, you know, he has that and plenty more to come with it. So He's, he's, he's a guy that you won't see come around very much. He's one of the best to ever play. Well, you talk about his size. He's about 282 pounds, and I know that was one of the knock that, – that was a knock on you coming out of um, coming out of high school, and you've still got it pinned on your Twitter account, I believe, that uh, undersized. And um, talk about being an undersized center and how that can be a challenge. But at the same time, in terms of leverage and quick feed, it can be an advantage as well. I, I, I look at it as an advantage, you know, a lot of the time because, you know, if you're if you're built the right way and you're strong, it, it doesn't really matter if you're short, especially at a center spot because, you know, everything's up on you. So 
you don't have to be super lengthy and, and, you know, create distance. So a guy that's, you know, very strong and, and quick and can, you know, surprise his opponents. It's, it works well for center. It, it really does. I mean, there's, there, there's a fine line of centers where you can either be too small and too big. Um, you know, I think he's probably on the smaller side of it as far as Kelsey goes, but he, you know, as long as you can make up for it with quickness and, and strength and, Especially if you if you you know have really high mental recognition of stuff, you can you can beat people to the punch pretty quick. Can you imagine playing your brother in the Super Bowl? It'd be, it'd be pretty wild, you know. At least at least at least one of y'all is going home with a with a win. So I guess kind of evens it out a little bit. I guess that's the way they're looking at it. I don't know. I mean, I think I would hate it because I'm I'm pretty competitive and I want to destroy people in pickleball, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. And, but if it were a family member, man, I would really struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, it definitely helps that they're playing on the same side of the ball. So they're not going to have to go against each other, but you know, True. I'm sure if y'all were going head to head, it would be, it would be a pretty, it would definitely, it would definitely, you know, light another, Level it, it will probably make me more competitive, I would say, you know, if my family member was right across from me. Because, you know, if I got embarrassed, it would be something that it would be something that probably stuck in my crawl for a long time. Yeah, every Thanksgiving every Thanksgiving and every Christmas. Well, there were reports that Peyton Manning didn't want to play in the NFC because he didn't want to play his brother unless it came down to the Super Bowl. So right. if you had your brothers would you just assume when you get to the NFL? Would you just assume not not play your brother unless it got down to something where you had to play him? If that makes sense. Yeah, we've talked about it. I don't. I mean, I don't know about the playing part, but I, we've talked about uh, you know like playing it together again, and we don't think we would want to play together again because you know that's gonna that's gonna leave y'all fighting for you know roster spots and such with <laughs> with with me and him being on the for roster spots. So that's probably not probably not ideal. But playing them, I don't think I would mind playing them because I'm never going to have to go against them. But that would be pretty cool. That would be the worst feeling for either one of you if you made the f- final 45 when they make the cut and the other one doesn't. Good gracious. I mean, how do you, that'd be terrible. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be good. It would take a really mature man to, to, to take that and, and be good with it. Well, I mean, I, I can't imagine that. I, I was watching one thing last night in the conference championship games, and I just noticed the the leadership from um, a couple of the quarterbacks as compared to others. And I, I know that Brock Purdy had the elbow injury. But then when I look at guys, and I don't want to overstate this, but when I look at guys, um, like Joe Burrow was one, and then I, I looked at um, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I just sense the same sort of leadership that Hendon Hooker. Maybe this is a stretch, but but that Hendon Hooker gave you guys, and that was just the calm that they had in the clutch moments of the game, even though it didn't go one of their ways. And Jalen Hurts, don't let me leave him out. I, it just there seems to be a calm there among great leaders at quarterback. I think that that any great leader has has a sense of calmness. You know, nobody ever nobody ever instilled confidence in somebody by panicking and and, and being all out of whack and and 
and not knowing what to do. You know, people that can know. I think there's there's a show. I forgot what it was. It's about the Showtime Lakers. I don't know exactly which one it was. but I think, um, I think it's called Winning Time. Yeah. Yes, Winning Time. There we go. Okay, well, one of the opening scenes or one of the first episodes or something, they talk about a duck. And it's like, be like a duck. Because, like, underneath the water, they're paddling as fast as it. But every time you look at a duck on the water, they're always just smooth, just just coasting along the water. They, they always look super smooth. So, you know, anytime you can find somebody that can, that can put on, you know, a good, a good calm game face when they're, when they're paddling underwater, you know, for their lives, that's, that's the guys you want to follow. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, we, we, we've gone everywhere from you being just feet away from gorillas in Africa to now ducks. We've covered the animal gambit. Oh, I think we've covered, I can't, we covered the life gambit. You know, I, think, I think we've gotten a, a, a good broad variety of all things for sure it's very true and it's brought to you by city heating and air conditioning spring practice right around the corner believe it or not uh coop may wince a little bit but it's getting close and uh I always appreciate the update it's brought to you by city heating and air conditioning city heat and air integrity matters he is cooper mays i'm dave hooker but for all your hvac needs don't forget City Heating and Air Conditioning in the Knoxville area, they'll take care of you. This has been a presentation of Off Dog Sports.